The Jay Runham Show with your hosts, uh, Jay Runham. Welcome to the Jay Runham Show. This week on the show, I'm with Chip Zdarsky. He's going to be guest at the uh, Edmonton Expo uh, coming up here. And I, I get a chance to talk to him. Chip, if you haven't heard, is an artist on the Eisner-winning Sex Criminals. Chip, uh, welcome to the show. Man, that sounds weird to even hear someone say that. To say Eisner-winning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense to me at all. No, but but the book no. is so good. I to, to so the readers, or I mean readers, so the listeners know. I just finished reading the book like not even a week ago, and I got lucky enough to to score an interview with you. And the the book is really good. Like it, it, in my mind, the book could have very easily gone into uh, the ridiculous and the absurd. And you guys did such a good job of kind of grounding it a little bit, a little bit, anyways. Oh, thanks. Yeah, because, I mean, originally it was just going to be absurd. Like, I think our initial idea was that we were just going to do this kind of book for ourselves and it was going to be all dick jokes and <laughs> and that's essentially what it was going to be. And then the more we talked about it and as Matt started writing the script and we started telling each other stories, it, yeah, it totally became something uh, that resonated with people, which was really weird. Um I'm not used to that kind of work. Like I kind of do one-off things and jokes. And uh, uh, when Matt gave me the first script, I didn't know if I was the guy to draw it because they were like people having feelings <laughs> and subtle pacing and things like that. So yeah, I was super surprised at the way it's all turned out. Yeah, but it's like I said, it's really good. I I I get to read a few comics here and there with in between all the movie watching I do. And this is actually uh, was one of the first comics I kind of convinced my wife to read. She, oh, this great. is one of the first ones she's read, and she was as well was blown away and was wondering her question. Anyways, when I told her I was going to get to interview you, was uh, where are you guys hoping to take the book? Because like the first the first book was very much them discovering their powers, them discovering their sexuality a little bit, and now it's kind of sort of like I said, we just re- read the first volume. So now it's kind of moving into this, like, there's other people, there's those police people. What, do you guys have plans for, like, four or five volumes? How how far are you planning to go with it? Well, it's funny cause, um, because we originally were just kind of doing it for ourselves. We didn't think anyone was going to buy it or read it. Um, so our first kind of phone conversations where we were talking it through, uh, Matt said to me that... Uh, or kind of warn me that it's only going to last like maybe three issues and the fourth issue would probably cost us money to print. And by issue five, we might be able to get a collection and just be able to say that we've worked together. And so the, we, we had a bunch of like kind of characters and other ideas, but they seemed kind of uh, pie in the sky thinking like we wouldn't actually get to do it. Um, so you can kind of see even during that first volume, like it kind of feels like, at some point we realize that, Oh, we can keep going with this. And, uh, and now we're kind of in the position of, um, how far can we go? And the idea has always been to do it, uh, until we didn't want to do it anymore. Um, so whether that means 60 issues or 80 issues or 40 issues, uh, we don't know. We have an ending in mind and we have things we want to do, but, uh, part of the fun of this has been kind of leaving it open-ended. Like I, 
even though I talk to Matt a lot about the book, I'm always surprised when I get the script at the places he's taken it. Um, issues six and seven are out right now. Uh, so if you are curious as to where it goes, it gets a little bit uh, darker, sadder, I guess. Oh, it's really? kind of interesting. The next interesting. Stage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we've been introducing more characters and, uh, and kind of new scenarios and, yeah, we're just kind of having fun with it until somebody says, you can't do this anymore. Stop it. What's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, what what kind of – was there any kind of comics or movies or music that influenced maybe particularly your, particularly your work on sex criminals? Uh, anything that kind of helped focus that? You were saying it's getting a little darker now. It's, it's kind of changing from the first volume. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, issue six and seven, Matt – kind of made them a bit more uh, personal. Um, it's kind of hard to say in terms of kind of influence. Like I know where Matt is coming from. He kind of liked the idea of uh, sex comedies mm-hmm. that are kind of routinely seen in movies, but doing that for comic books. Um, uh, yeah. And for myself, like my style is just kind of based on the fact that I've, just been drawing for so long and I've kind of got it down to uh, a style where I can do it relatively quickly, you know, and not too labor intensive. Um, But for the look of the book, we had a lot of back and forth. Like Matt's, um, Matt's an art school guy. Like he studied film. And so he would send me kind of clips of movies um, as kind of reference points for the time stopping effects. Cool. So stuff like that, we did a lot of back and forth on just to kind of really figure out how that's going to look because we knew I'd end up drawing that hundreds and hundreds of times. So I kind of have to like how it looks, you know? Yeah, definitely. So what, uh, what were the movies then? Um, ones that I do not know. Uh-huh. Uh, Matt kind of went deep. There were a few kind of French films and um, – uh, some Japanese ones. I don't recall the titles, but, uh, but in each one, like there was like, he'd send it to me and go like, these are the kind of colors I want, or this is the kind of saturation, or, um, there was one that kind of had a bit of a webbed effect, which is what I picked up for, um, for the time stopping. Yeah. He just, he knows so much about pop culture and specifically movies that I just kind of nod my head and go, Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's cool. That still works though. So what, so you're talking about kind of your influence, uh, or I guess Matt's influence on you for, uh, the quiet, uh, for the like power. If you, if you had that power, if you had the power that they have in sex criminals, what would you do and where would you go when you're in the quiet? I would, Absolutely, just draw more of the comic. Get more done. Get just get the yeah, comic just get done. More done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one, the one kind of side effect of this comic is the fact that I have no spare time anymore. So I, I it's the most boring answer I could give. But I would just catch up on work. Well, you'd have more, way more time in the day then, right? Yeah, oh, that's not bad. I mean, the the one, the good thing about the way you kind of Matt set up the power is like. Um, there's a, there's a book, uh, called the Fermata, I think Nicholson Baker, I believe, uh, in which a guy is able to stop time and 
when he stops time, he just does like perverted, horrible stuff. <laughs> okay. And uh, the one great thing about this book is the fact that because the characters have sex to enter the time stopping, um, that totally squashes any perverted desires. Because you know what it's like, you know, you, you have an orgasm, you're done. That's yeah. it. Like, you're not thinking about sex. Half the time you're disgusted with what you were just thinking of <laughs> five seconds before. Um, so that's, so yeah, to, to have this kind of power, I'd probably just end up doing boring things because it's the kind of things you do right after you have sex. Like, oh, I'm going to check my email now or... Uh, <laughs> Roll over and take a nap, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sleep a little bit longer. Um, pay the nice lady and <laughs> say good night. Like all those normal yeah. things to do. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, what? So, talk to me about what are some? Do you do you get a chance to read a lot of comics then, or is there any comics recently that you've uh, loved or hated? Um, it's one of those things I kind of fell out of reading a lot of comics. I was pretty sporadic. Um, but once I realized I was going to be drawing a comic, I started looking at them mostly for art. Um, there's not too many kind of storylines I follow. Okay. The, the, like, uh, Chris Samney on Daredevil, like his stuff's amazing. Absolutely. Um, uh, David that Matt works with on Hawkeye. He's unbelievable. Yeah, they've been doing some really cool, um, like, graphic design work, too. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want to do more of that kind of thing for sex criminals just because my background is information graphics. So it would be nice to kind of bust that out at some point. Um, Maybe we'll see the sex criminals get a pizza dog. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. I'd I'd love to have our pizza dog issue. Or maybe maybe it would be Garfield instead. Yeah, there you go. Lasagna <laughs> cat. Perfect. Um, but I was going to say the one book that um, that I picked up to kind of see design and what they're doing, um, we're putting our trade together. I picked up uh, Saga. Oh, yeah. Fiona Staples. Yeah. Uh, so I picked it up just to kind of see how a trade gets collected because I had to design mine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I start flipping through it, and next thing you know, I devoured the first one, devoured the second one, and eagerly awaited the third one. Like, that that, that book is like candy. Absolutely. It's unbelievable. Uh, there's such a great team. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And she's from in Calgary here, too, so it's another yeah. Uh, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Is she at the Edmonton Expo? I don't know, actually. I know she was at the Calgary Expo. Because she lives in Calgary. But I don't yeah. know if she's going to make it up to the Edmonton Expo or not. I'd imagine she's pretty busy just rolling around in money. <laughs> yeah, um, that does take its time. Yeah, I got to meet her and Brian K. Vaughn at the Eisners because they were up for best series and they won it, totally beating us deservedly. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they were so nice. Like They're just like an unbelievable pair of people. That's cool. Uh, yeah, just made Matt and I look like dirt bags. <laughs> well, that's but that's cool. The Eisner Awards. Uh, did you get to meet anybody else that you were were a fan of, or I got to look at people. Oh. Like, um, I'm uh, I'm horrible at actually going up to people and saying, "Hey, I like your stuff." Um, Jeff Smith. I got to meet Jeff Smith, which was really cool. Definitely. And uh, he had nice things to say about my work. 
which was super weird. Um, uh, the Hernandez brothers, uh, Jaime Hernandez won an Eisner for the first time in his career wow. that night, which kind of blows my mind because <laughs> he's probably the greatest cartoonist in North America. Um, so I got to like, I was like standing like right near him for like the Eisner photos at the end. I'm like, do I say something? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just also weird. It's also weird. So I mostly just kind of like stared at people and smiled. <laughs> that was essentially my evening. And then they were all just like, Hey, it's that Zdarsky guy. <laughs> yeah. My acceptance speech. Uh, I didn't actually work on one. So when I got up there, I said the word dildos like three times. <laughs> And then <laughs> realize no one's gonna want to talk to me after this. You, you got your eyes in here. You're good now, right? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Fuck everyone. <laughs> hey, that's that's one way to go. Yeah. Where I guess you kind of already explained where the idea of sex criminals come. You and Matt kind of just talked it over, hey? Yeah, I mean, it started off with an initial email from Matt. I actually have it in front of me because we just used it for one of our printings of our comic i just put his email in the front which was uh uh what if we did a sex comedy about a guy who every time he ejaculates stops time and that was the email (laughs) (laughs) which i responded to very quickly in the affirmative nice very nice definitely let's do it (laughs) yeah and so one of the one of the things i've actually the first thing i heard about sex criminals and the first way i found out about it was through a couple of people showing up on my Twitter feed with the T-shirt, a pink T-shirt saying Brimper on it. Yeah. So I went to my local comic book guy and I said, do you, like, these are all comic book people that are, are wearing these shirts and talking about these shirts. What, do you know what this is about? And, of course, he introduced me to Sex Criminals and showed me. Yeah, that's, that's another great thing about, about the title of the book. is like saying sentences like, he introduced me to Sex Criminals. Yeah, some would say it's not that great a thing <laughs> when you're trying to sell a book. Yeah, that's uh, another one I could just blame Matt for. It's hilarious. It makes me laugh every time it comes up. Uh, but why do you think specifically the the Brimper sex move took off not, and not any of the other particular ones? I don't think it's the move itself. I think it's just the way the word sounds. Oh, you just think it's Matt's wording? Or was it was it you? Um, that Who's... one was mine. We did like the way we did that whole scene was we basically wrote fifty moves, like just the titles of them, and then Matt kind of picked the best from both and yes. narrowed it down, and then he handed it to me to kind of figure out what those are. <laughs> so he just he let me do the drawing, which is nice. Very nice of him. And uh, yeah, I think I think. Looking back, I think Brimper was mine, and we were just kind of coming up with words to just sound dumb and possibly sexual. And uh, yeah, I have no idea how that happens. I don't know how any of these things happen, but yeah, it's, I think it was like one day somebody like on Tumblr said like, oh, we're fans of sex criminals. What do we call ourselves? We can't call ourselves sex criminals because that's weird. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think someone suggested Brimper next thing you know. Everyone was calling themselves brimpers. That's fantastic. But the thing with the t-shirt is, like, because we always said, like, I don't want to put out merchandise that says sex criminals on it because that's just no good. Yeah, definitely um, not. 
but Brimper making it like a thing that's that people are going to ask questions about anyway probably wasn't the best idea either. Because <laughs> if somebody comes up to you and goes, "Hey, what does a Brimper mean?" Like, what do you say to that? Either way, it sounds ludicrous and bad. Like if you go, "Oh, it's a comic called Sex Criminals." Yeah, it's that's hard. bad. If you say, "Oh, it's when someone has sex with your hair," like you but, try explain that to your grandmother at a family reunion. <laughs> it's not much better. <laughs> no, but it worked. It worked on me, anyways. I, well, I don't know Good. what that says about me, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I wear my shirt proudly. Um, I'm just always shocked that other people will too. Hey, it, it's fantastic. Un unmarketing. I don't know. Yeah. Not quite marketing, but yeah, everything around the book is just feels so random. Like, yeah, I can't even explain it. So, how did you guys? Uh, how did you guys sell sex criminals to to image? Like, how do you go about? Like, like how I personally, I'm just trying to like, I'm like, how would I pitch this to my mom? And I I couldn't. There wouldn't be a way to do it. Uh, well, I mean. Lucky for me, Matt Fraction is Matt Fraction. Um, so I think uh, Image had been courting him or asking him if you know he, he had anything he wanted to do with them. Um, and so they were so basically uh, eager and easy um, that when Matt said, told them what he wanted to do with me, they're just like, "Yeah, okay, do it." <laughs> it was just it was as easy as that. Nice. Working with images is super easy because um, there's no editorial interference. Like the editor on our book, Tom, he uh, he's like a friend of Matt's, like who's basically hired to kind of go through and make sure continuity makes sense and there's no spelling and grammar errors um, and logic errors. But that's essentially it. Like when I finish an issue, I upload it to the printer and the production editor sees it and that's it. Huh. But, but as far as I know, and as far as I can tell, cause it gets printed really quickly. <laughs> so nobody at image is actually going through to make sure we haven't made our characters racists or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, possibly the production editor would flag it, but, uh, but yeah, they, 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 basically put it in the hands of the creators. They're like, wow. you know, if you want to try something and it's going to be weird, you know, you'll either reap the benefits or you'll lose money. <laughs> hey. And uh, they're okay with with you kind of doing what you need to do. That's great. And, I mean, obviously yeah. it's, it's paid off for them a couple times now. Yeah, yeah. You know, some series do better than others. Um, but... Uh, but the image deal is is such that um, they're not taking a lot of money off the top. Like they kind of make their money on the collections. The collection does well, but like the standard fee for printing each book is essentially the same for everyone. Hmm. Um, so it kind of makes it easier to be profitable for the creators. It's It's a good setup. Like it's, yeah, anything that kind of favors the creators, you know, and makes a lot of sense. Yeah, absolutely. And so do they do they get to keep the uh, Eisner Award at the image offices or is it tucked away somewhere special at your house? Well, 
<laughs> it's funny. I was just looking as to where it is right now because uh, I actually took it out on the weekend because there was a convention in town here called Fan Expo. It's mm-hmm. a big one. Yeah. And uh, I haven't done that show in like 10 years, and I have no intention of doing that show. It's horrible. So I set up across the street. Uh, for a thing called Zadarscon. Very nice. Where it was just a, like a trolley that uh, a comic shop made for me with a chair and a table and a comic rack that they could pull me around on. <laughs> and we <laughs> drilled into the bottom of my Eisner <laughs> so we could <laughs> attach it to the table. And it's still attached to the table somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> fell off at one point. It got pretty banged up. But, uh, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Are you gonna? Will you be bringing Zadarscon to Edmonton, or are you actually gonna have your booth in, at the expo this year? Oh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm just gonna set up at a table. <laughs> yeah, there's no way I get shipped this giant armchair and comic rack. Oh, I'm sure there's a few of us could figure something out for you here in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> go all out. I did get a really nice banner printed up because I know everyone at comic conventions have banners now. Ooh. So, yeah, my name's only misspelled on it three times. Nice. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, I, I feel you. My, my name is in the alphabet and people still misspell it. So, What are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? So have have you been to Edmonton before? Or is this your first Edmonton Expo? Um, it's my first time there since I was born there. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, way back when. I was born in Edmonton and uh, spent the first six years in Stony Plain. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. yeah. So I actually haven't been back since. So see if uh, I maybe I should uh, maybe I'll edit this out. But do you have family out here? Um, you don't have to edit it out. Uh, I do have family out there. Um, I think right now it's just basically an aunt and uncle and a couple of cousins that I haven't seen in a while. Um, but my parents and uh, most of my other family are are here. Cool. Yeah. That was very cool. Yeah, so a little, so, little bit of a homecoming then. Yeah, of. totally. It's part of the reason why I kind of jumped at the chance to go because I'm like, oh man, like Edmonton. I haven't been there since I was six. If you need any, uh, you need any restaurant recommendations or, uh, or I don't know, local late night venue recommendations, be sure to uh, hit me up on Twitter. I'll I'll try and figure something out for you. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean. Most of the time it's kind of accounted for, mm-hmm. but uh, I know like the first night I get in, I'll probably be free so I could wander around and check things out. Yeah, it's, I'm yeah. sure it's changed in the, I don't even want to guess how long it's been, since, if you said since you were six. But. Yeah, so I don't know, the bars I was going to when I was six, if they're still there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. It might be a little different. Yeah. yeah. I think that breast milks, they've changed it a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that joke was bad because you you were six year old breastfeeding. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, I was doing it till I was seven. It's okay. (laughs) Well, we're good. We're good then. (laughs) Uh, So, what was the best advice ever given to you as an artist? As an artist, Um, well, I went to school for illustration. Okay. And uh, we had this one instructor who said, uh, and it's more of a life thing where he said, when you get up in the morning, you have to want to go to work. And at the end of your workday, you have to want to go home, which basically meant like the job you have is something that you, you has to be something you need to look forward to. 
but your home life has to be the kind of home life that you look forward to that as well at the end of the day, mm-hmm. which is, you know, weirdly sappy and sentimental for me to be saying, but it was great advice. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, I've always managed to just kind of like look for work that I'd really want to do and, uh, and make sure that after work, I had things that I enjoyed doing beyond work, you know? Um, yeah, that's, and that's pretty good. That's, that's really good advice. Absolutely. And was, was comic books always your work life or was it kind of more your, uh, at home after work life? It was kind of my after work life. I mean, my work life, um, is with the national post. Mm-hmm. I work for them, as you know, under the name, Steve Murray, my birth name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that, that's been a great job. It's been the kind of job that's given me a lot of freedom to just do whatever I want. And, uh, but then when I get home, I make comics, which is a ton of fun. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I highly recommend it to anyone looking to spice up their life. Nice. Come home and sit by yourself and make comics for hours. <laughs> That I, I you're you're convincing me, and that's yeah. that's all that matters right now, anyways. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Chip, for uh, for being on the show. Do you do you have your booth number and stuff like that for the expo yet? Um, I probably do, but I don't know what it is. Ah, don't worry. I've about got it. this new. I've got this new banner with my name misspelled all over it. Yeah, people, people will be able to see me. People can find it. I, I bet yeah, you. Yeah, It's pink, right? Yep. Oh, what a guess! You bet. With so, a big ugly drawing of me. Yeah, so Edmonton Expo, people can come check your check your booth out, come uh, get get autographs. I don't I don't know. I've actually never been to an expo. This is gonna be my first expo. Oh yeah. Well we what we've got is um we the royal we. Um I'll have uh hardcovers of the first collection for sale and they're like convention hardcovers you can't buy in stores. Mm-hmm. And uh and I'll be doing drawings. Oh, cool. So I'll basically bring some watercolor paper and some India ink. And, uh, yeah, I, based on the past few conventions I've done, I basically just kind of sit down and just start doing drawings. And next thing you know, the day's over. Nice. That's not a bad yeah. way to, to spend a day. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool. Well, I I highly suggest people go check out Chip's booth. I'm, I'm going to try and check out Chip's booth. Come say hi face-to-face. And, uh, Chip, thank you very much. For uh, for being on the show, where can people find more of your work? Um, on my Tumblr, so Zadarsky at Tumblr, Zadarsky dot dot com. Gotcha. Yeah, or on Twitter, Zadarsky. Yeah, yeah. I'll be sure to link to both of those in the description. Thanks once again, Chip, for uh, being on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. If you've made it this far, you might as well tune in again next time. Thank you for listening to the Jay Runham Show.